The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the best in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. What is it that you wanted to say? I wanted to say that Chad Murphy is probably the most important part of our show because Monday we didn't have our Chad because we were taping here. And we didn't know what the hell we were doing. So First now, excuse me, you're interrupting. I'm going to put two fingers in your eyes and knock them out of your head okay, because okay. I'm in no mood today. I'm going to oh, pull your hair boy. out of your head. I'm going to stick needles in your ears. And then I'm okay, going to let's go. get come your on, penis. And I'm putting your penis in the meat grinder. Sounds painful. To the dogs. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> Chad, we need you so. So everyone, when you see the Fran Drescher interview, it looks like Jimmy and I were laying out in the desert in Palm Springs for two weeks. We are bright red and orange, <laughs> so forgive us for our incompetence, but we are not technicians. We're talent. Well, at least I am. <laughs> That's the most important part. See, I don't mean those things. I would never do them to you. I'd simply That's shoot okay. you in the head. I know. <laughs> you guys, the video was a quick. lot of fun. You're going to like like it. We had a great it's time a great with Fran video. Drescher. We've never, ever, ever done it before, so we've never done the taping like that wasn't live on the radio, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We've got a great show today. Um, we're going to have Kevin Interdonato coming on from Bad Frank Movie. We've got a chat room full of people. Hello, everybody in the chat room. I see Cindy Lady Lake, Keith Golib, Irish Ginger, Iris from Germany. It's uh, uh, Hope2259 on Twitter, Jimmy McCrary from The Aquarius View. Check out theaquariusview.com or follow him on Twitter at the Aquarius View. We have Irish Ginger, who's got a show on W4CY Mondays at 3 p.m. And uh, I'm not sure who else is in there because I can't see. But uh, uh, when it goes down, we'll get going. And, and Cindy this says, is no good. great shirt and great necklace. I have a great shirt. You have a great necklace. So there you go. Oh, I have a great um, shirt, too. Mine is Dolce you moved it too much, though, because you're like an I know. Well, now. I'm trying to get rid of you and just yeah. do me. What are you kidding? <laughs> so what's up, everybody? We're going to have a good time today. Thanks so much for tuning in. And um, first we want to, uh, well, let me introduce my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Don't bother, I'm quitting. Okay, and then we've got <laughs> the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. What's up, Chad? Oh, good stuff, good stuff. I love Ron's mood. I love you, Chad. Right, Lady Lake Jen is in me. the chat room, My too. shirt is gorgeous. <laughs> it's the new style tie-dye. It's black uh, shirt with royal blue, just washed very delicately on the right breast. And then if you turn around, it's on the right ass. Anyway, <clears throat> I cannot live like this anymore. We are under construction. Our studio has been torn apart. We're now working on a end table. Could you believe it? A living room end table. I don't know where the lights are. I don't know what the sound is like. Nothing is here. Everything is like in boxes. It's a friggin' mess. Moving sucks. 
That's right. We're doing a lot of work. The house is definitely in a mess, and everything is going well, though. And tomorrow well, we're on our way to Palm Springs. And tomorrow we're on our way to Palm Springs. I'd never stick a needle in his ear. And tomorrow we're on our way to Palm Springs, and today we're going to have a lot of fun. And yes, our video and and believe it or not, I guess Fran Drescher is such a huge star because I quietly put the video up on YouTube right. without telling anybody, and it's got almost four thousand plays, and it's never been shared once. And with so, my big mouth, I never told anyone either. <laughs> so it's really, really cool. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, I think Goddess is in the chat room too. Goddess, hello, hello. How are you? Goddess is back from the blowjob of the, of that hurricane. Oh. I think she's back. And how's everything with you, Chad? Doing well, doing well, staying busy. A lot of editing work. There you go. That's good. good. Is that good or bad? I don't know. I've been trying to dabble in this video stuff, and it's driving me nuts. I hate, I hate it. Every performer must learn to edit their own stuff, because if you leave it up to an editor, you're never in it. Um, but I want to just tell everybody out there, my performance yesterday as Ron was not the Ron that I usually am. I did not get dirty with her. I did not get wild with her. Because I was petrified of her the first time in my life ever did I want to impress a performer. Usually I don't give a shit. Wow. They come on the show. They're friends of mine. We work together. Who cares? So you made a movie. I made a movie. You're on Broadway. I was, you know, all that jazz. But when it came to Fran Drescher, I thought I was courting my future wife. I was nervous. I was in gay man's love. Starstruck. I wanted to hug her and kiss her. She's the most sweetest, adorable. It was so Aww. funny, you guys. If you would have like seen it, you would have just you would have never even like guessed it. He had notes, Chad. Yeah. He had an actual cheat sheet of notes, which he never ever never. does. Wow. And I didn't use it really. And, and I, it, I still fucked up. No one does I that. No, I did because you know what? <laughs> I did. I didn't want to be interviewing her. I just wanted to be like next to her and holding her hand. I think I'm in love with this broad. I can't believe a gay man could be in love. I guess I was in love with my wife. I, I mean, not, not that I want to take her away from. I'm too old. But anyway, I just had such a crush on her that I just couldn't do anything right yesterday, uh, Monday. So the interview on my part's not the best. But she's wonderful. I mean, when she talks about cancer, schmanza scares the shit out of you. So but we anyway. want to give some shout-outs, too, to the chat room. Some more people. Hello, Sherry, Sherry Golub. Not Sherry, I'm sorry. Sherry. Sherry Golub is in the chat room, and so is Darnell Alexander from Twin Radio. We want to thank Twin Radio so much for uh, doing an interview last night with uh, Drew Ross Music and his new single, Love Simulation. You guys should check it out Tuesday nights from 8 to 10. We went to Atlantic City to see Frankie Bad Frankie? Bad Frank. Oh, I got it right. Bad Frank. And of course, afterwards, we went to the after party. And who did we sit with but Kevin and Sherry? No, Keith. Keith or Kevin? Kevin is the guest, but we went with Keith. Okay, same thing, Jim. <laughs> I mean, two what different difference? people. Well, I would think they would think it it's a difference. doesn't matter. They're never going to. Then Look, our guests, our chat room is never going to meet them, so they won't know the difference. But they're all in the chat room. <laughs> yeah, but but they, they'll call Keith Kevin and Kevin Keith, and they'll respond actors know how to jump to it anyway i asked sherry, sherry. where she didn't have on a, a brazier you know she's built like a brick shit house not only is she beautiful but she's got a pair of jugs my dear she said i'm a mother i thought where's your kid <laughs> oh you're out take off that blouse baby let's let's see the act shown but she's lovely. We adore her. She's beautiful, sweet, charming. And her husband, Kerman, is absolutely the best. Kerman? Well, I couldn't remember his name, so I made up a new one. Now his name is Kerman, like Kerman the Frog. 
<laughs> That's his Say name. Say hi to Keith. I love Keith. You know, he's a lawyer. You know, most lawyers are ugh, boring stiffs. They sit there and they tell you, you know, on your way to the bathroom, make sure you don't touch anything because we could sue the bathroom for germs. No, he's not like that at all. He's charming. He's funny. He's sweet. How could he not be? He's married to a sensational gal. She's really a doll. New friend. I make, I make new friends every day. What a pity I can't split myself into 40, 50 people and be with them all. Jimmy, talk. I'm trying to talk. Oh, I'm having so a problem. I'm, trying, I'm having problems in the chat room because there you go. Because it wasn't like listing me as my name. It listed me as somebody else. Yeah, they listed you as Manson. Cool, 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 <laughs> Manson. cool. It should be just listing me as cool, cool. Like no, they cool should be guy. listing you as soon to be divorced. Keith and Keith and I Sharice can't said live love with you. him. I love them back. Keith, can I? She, can I come? Oh, good. Now, Goddess is in there by her own name, Lisa. Hey, Goddess. Lisa, yay. my darling. Listen, can I come and live with somebody out there till we get out of here? Cindy like says that's Kermit. <laughs> well, whatever, Kermit. Kermit. Well, Kermit, Kermit. He went Jewish, and now he's Kermit. Um. I need to live somewhere because living with Jimmy in this torn apart house is hell. Jimmy gets nervous very easily. He's like nervous Nelly. Me, I've moved 3,000 times. I couldn't care less. I could have a cocktail party right now with 20 people on the cartons upstairs. You could sit on a carton, make it a sofa, get another carton, make it a coffee table, bring out the booze and the food, and everybody has a ball. Jimmy, forget it. Hysterical. We're fighting. We are fighting every single day. Major fights. I mean, big time. You know, like I'm calling my lawyer. I'm divorcing <laughs> you. I'm getting. I'm taking everything. All the, the dogs, the cars, everything. <laughs> I'm gonna leave you in the street like a bare orphan. <laughs> I'm such a crazy bastard, anyway. But I love and adore him. I would never divorce or leave him. But I threaten him every day. Keep it up, James. You're gonna get it. The papers tomorrow. Listen to him. I've got a million things to do. That's why. Yeah, I know. He he's. he's Jimmy's not good with stress. I'm very good with stress. No, you're not. It's just that I have more. I have to do the move, and then I also have to run ten businesses. No, wait, 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 wait. Mary Dugan, Mary Dugan, listen to me, Mary uh -huh. Dugan. I'm not Mary I Dugan. Packed, I packed. Yes, you are. I packed this entire three of furniture. I packed. You worked. I packed. Cartons for days. We have about three or four hundred cartons. Yeah, we can't even believe how many cartons we have. You can't believe all the furniture I've taken from two. <laughs> Storage okay. houses. We're going to stop this now. We're going to go no, to the next because, thing. No, because we're getting hot. We're getting close <laughs> no, to the real we have truth. A guest. <laughs> he loves it. Uh, hey, baby. How, he loves hold hearing on, this. Hold on, hold on, everybody. So now. Wait, wait, wait. He's a paisano of mine. He <laughs> likes we have to make sure we have to. We have to make sure we hear him. So say, say hello. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? No, yeah. no, no. Say, fuck you, Jimmy Starr. <laughs> I don't say that at all. You know, this is good timing. I put myself in my bedroom here and I brought the little doggy and I got a puppy. Oh, good for you. What'd you get? What'd you get? I'll show you. Hold on. Come here, buddy. We'll show you ours if you show me yours. <laughs> oh, is that a baby to kiss? Now, I should be mad at him because he gave me the sign that he had to go to the bathroom literally as I was calling. <laughs> so I got a poopy pad and... Uh, and hopefully he's going to poop on the poopy pad. <laughs> he missed. So, he missed. Well, listen, these, are, these the are the joys, joys of having an animal. Yeah, well, ours, ours I mean, make I do. When Jimmy misses the paper, I get so mad because then I got to pick it up <laughs> and put it on you. And we have, a, we have an actual 135-pound mastiff. And, like, when he misses, it's like an elephant pooped on the, the yeah, floor. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it, man. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? We're, we're interviewing. Uh, everything all right with the... Video, the visual and stuff. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Yes, you look good. You look good. 
Meanwhile, we liked your friggin' oh, movie. We gotta do an introduction. Yeah, right, an introduction. We're gonna douche. <laughs> douche. Douche. Hang on, we gotta uh, do it. Here we go. We're gonna douche, folks. Hang in there. We're gonna douche. All right. So here we go, everybody. <clears throat> All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the fabulously talented actor, producer, writer, Mr. Kevin Interdonato. Hello, and welcome to the show. You are too kind. Thank you for having me. Interdonato. Interdonato. Yeah. No, no, Italian, noto, not nata. It's noto, into the night, into la noto. Noto could be night. Into the night, is that what it means? I'd love to know what it means. Into the enter, night. Enter, bring on the night. Un, enter la noto, porta la norta. <laughs> what the hell am I saying? Anyway. Porta saying? La, oh, I lost it. I even lose words in Italian now. That's so, okay. <laughs> so before we talk any more about it, we'll just go with go Ke again. Kevin Inner let's, let's do another introduction. Oh, you want me to do another one? Because okay. we fucked that one up. <laughs> <laughs> Big all time. Right, we want the video to be, have a good introduction. That's so right, because go. he's a good guy. All right, all right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star with Ron Russell, the fabulously talented actor, producer, and writer, Mr. Kevin Interdonato. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hello, hello. How are you gentlemen doing today? There you Very go. That well, was thank you. Let uh, me introduce my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell, who you already hey, know. Yes. Uh, we uh, we have a very dear friend in Palm Springs, and her name was Interdonato. Interdernato, and she changed it to Nato, and she's a famous singer. If wow. I could remember her first name, it's something Nato. Wow. Oh, Jesus. If any anyway. of my friends in Palm Springs are, are <laughs> listening, please tell us in the chat room. Maybe it's a relative. All right. When I first started out, my first manager wanted me to change my name, and I, I told him to go scratch his ass. That wasn't happening. There you go. Well, sometimes you have to. I changed my name to Ron Russell. Because, well, if I went around as Rolando Rocco Cesarigo, I don't think <laughs> I'm in the movies I got or the television parts I got or my own TV show. So it's a little too Ginzoello. So, hold on, hold on. We got to finish some introductions. First, we want to introduce you to the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hey, Kevin. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello, Chad. Good to have you. You too, buddy. It, Thanks for having me. From now on, it's King Chad. There you oh. go, Chad. Then wow. we have a chat room full of people, so say hello to everybody in the chat room. Oh, cool. Hi, everyone. How you doing? And then you got to give a special shout out to Cherie and Keith Golib because they're in the chat room, and she sent me a text to make sure I say hello uh -huh. to them. Cherie's the best. So is Keith. Uh, it was a pleasure oh. to meet them at the uh, the screening, and you guys too, Cherie. Um Sherry's the one that, that set this up. Hooked me, yep. hooked us yeah, up. We, we, we love the both of them. Did you know that Sherry has a rack you wouldn't believe? <laughs> Did you ever see Sherry's rack? Friday <laughs> night. Look, you're married. That doesn't look, I look at gorgeous men. I don't give a shit. I'm married. I'm not dead, as they say. You know, you look, but you don't touch. Mm -hmm. don't, come on, you're Italian from New Jersey. You got a, a, a stable of chicks. Are you kidding? <laughs> one woman, man. Meanwhile, your wife. Where's your wife, you son of a gun? You're not, you're not bringing her on? Amanda's about to pop. She, uh, she just had to do another, another uh, a radio show, oh. and she's got some press coming up. And uh, she's, on, I she's on Tyler Perry's uh, show, If Loving You Is Wrong. Uh, oh, she's a serious regular. She but she owes us a show. Yeah, we're going to bring her on one day, too. She is absolutely gorgeous, sweet, That's terrific, nice. and can she act? Natural. Doesn't even act. She just... She just does it. Well, we should say, first of all, everybody, we're talking about Amanda Clayton, who is the co-star of, of Kevin's new film, Bad Frank, and he, she plays his wife in the film, and she's his wife in real life, so, like, the sex scenes were kind of, like, real, and it was cool about that, 
And, but the kitchen scene was the realest. And you can see her now in That's If Loving You Is Wrong from <clears throat> Tyler Perry. And if all you guys remember that movie, uh, John Carter, which unfortunately, like, I liked it, but it didn't do well at the box office. But she has a role in John Carter, which is like one of the biggest, uh, most expensive movies I think ever made in history. And it was she's it was got, cool. I liked it. She's got a bigger one coming out. She's, um, she's starring in that movie Bleed for This with Miles Teller, uh, the Scorsese produced film that's releasing next month. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. When you see this film, folks, pay special attention to their very, very interesting kitchen, spooky kind of battle. There's a little mystery in that kitchen. In the con Let's get right to you. Okay. I don't know who you are because I don't know who anybody is. I just interview people. Um, then I find out who they are. I went to see your movie. Eh, you know, New Jersey, where am I going? No big deal. I'll go. We have to go. <laughs> You know, we want to be nice to this fella, give him a chance. I went, I sat on a seat that crippled my ass till today, <laughs> and everybody agreed. They were all in torture. I saw people wiggling their butts because the circulation stopped. I thought people didn't like the movie when I, I that's no, you see no, it. no, no, no. Up comes this movie. Oh, it's a little slow. I said, ah, ugh, I'm not going to like this movie. Not even halfway through, I was on edge of my seat. I loved this movie. I loved this guy's work. I loved the cast. And I love the crazy guy that, when you see the movie, is smacking this guy around to get information out of. <laughs> that was a scene I could never do because that kind of dialogue and that kind of performance doesn't work with me. I'm not that good. He was sensational. The cast is sensational. This film is definitely better than some of the $50 million shit that they throw at us in major theaters. There we go. So we should tell them what it is. First of all, we're talking about Bad, Bad Frank movie. Bad Frank. And Kevin plays Bad Frank. Bad Frank. And, um, it's and is he bad? And you want to follow him on Twitter. It's at Bad Frank movie on Twitter. And you can follow Kevin. He's at Kevin, I-N-T-R-O. And um, so the movie <laughs> is... Tell us, give us like a... No, don't give us anything. No, give us a no. five. No, please let me talk. Do a, give us a five. Give us like a five sentence, like some a little summary of the film, so people because <laughs> they can't see it yet. We're talking about well, they have they to go see, see it. They can't a... see it yet. It's not out. Well, well that's too bad. They'll have to wait. <laughs> no, but we want to. We want to <laughs> promo it. So go ahead. Tell us just tell a little bit about the film. Uh, I'll I'll try to put it in a nutshell. Don't um, give it away. No, no. Uh, Bad Frank is a story about a, a severely conflicted man with a uh, well a severe mental illness. Too much. No, that's yeah. not too much. Keep going. Um, no, because that's part what you have to put together when you listen, folks. He true. does something in the beginning of the film that if you're smart, you pick up that he's a nut job. Don't say what it is. We got to give them <laughs> tidbits, tidbits. Okay. Let them figure it out. Uh, then it's, it's just a story about a man that um, I'll give the uh, the external conflict there. A story about a man that is uh, pushed to extremes when something from his past comes back to his life, and when. Um, when something precious is taken from him, and in uh, a fit of rage and uh, duty of responsibility to his spouse, he goes to all ends, no matter the cost, to um, to do what he needs to do. There you I'm, go. Well, that was good. Really, that we good. didn't tell too much. No, no, no. All I'll tell you is it's kind of Hitchcockian in a way. It's twist. It's a kind of scripts I love. The twisting... Um, this guy's performance is, because we know when I go to, I'm an actor, so when I go to work, I, I, I think of other people's work. Every scene that he was in has a different personality towards his character. He was marvelous in playing 
these various sweet guy, nice guy, crazy guy, angry guy, confused guy, hurt deeply guy, um, dreadful guy, sweet guy. It's very difficult to play all those parts if your script does not make you out to be like a multi-personality. But he does it in such a way that I was totally impressed. And that's the first thing I said to him when I saw him was, I loved the way you switched characters. You absolutely brought me eight, nine different people. And at the end of the film, I understood why. It's a very good film, folks. Remember it, Bad Frankie. Bad Frank, not Frankie. Well, Frankie from New Jersey. What can I tell you? So first of all, I want to say congratulations because I, I went on, I followed Bad Frank movie on Twitter, <coughs> and, and you got the best actor award for an action drama at the uh, Atlantic City Film Festival, Deservedly which is where so. we were this last weekend. And I think the movie won best action film, also, didn't it? It did, and so did uh, Lynn Mancinelli, uh, the actress that played the role of Crystal. She won best supporting actress. Which one? Now, which girl is? Wait, wait, who, who got the best support? Uh. The the mate, Tom Sizemore's character, his daughter. Uh -huh. oh, okay, the oh, the hot one. Oh right, <laughs> the other hot one. Okay, Everybody, okay. The, <laughs> the other hot one. The, the, and that's a major surprise. I thought that what's his name would have gotten the be the uh, well, Ron, wake up already. I think I went to a coma from Tram Dresher. Um, the fellow that was the I'm in love with her and I'm gay and not supposed to be. It's very confusing to me. He he was really talking a lot about Tom Sizemore, how crazy Tom Sizemore. I mean, Tom Sizemore is such a great actor. Love him. Right. He should have gotten best supporting male. Did he? Everyone was everyone was terrific. No, he he, he, he he stood out like a light bulb. I was so impressed with his work. Yeah, he was something. Man. Is he really crazy in person? No, he's just, you know, he, he Tom is, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't know who Tom Sizemore is, even though he's been in like every major like. Huge I know film. his face. I know his face. The only thing I can say about Tom is we, we got fairly friendly after the film. Um, you know, here's a man that's been on the biggest budget films and the most famous films you can think of. And he's rolling around in the dirt, in the mud, in the rain, that last scene with me, on rocks. Ready to go. Right. Okay. No, no, really. Uh, yeah, I, I know I won't give too much, but I'm just saying his dedication to the work, regardless of the uh, the budget. You know, obviously Ben Frank's budget was extremely low, and he just came in as one of the team players, and he delivered. He he delivered. Big he time. Have, yeah. And, now, uh, now, can I discuss the budget of this film on the air? Would you mind, or should we not? Oh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. The other thing that knocked the shit out of me when I heard was, it's an eighty-something thousand-dollar budget. It can't possibly be. It's better than the super million-dollar films. I thought, how did they pull this off on eighty thousand bucks and twelve days shooting? I think you I said mean, twelve it, days, right? I'm so impressed with this film. <coughs> I can't tell you enough. So impressed. I, I, I've been on indies and I hate them because they're always chitty, cheesy, and you freeze your ass off and they pay $100 a day, big deal. So I don't do indies anymore. No more indies for Ron Russell over it. But this indie I would have liked to have been in, what part I would have played, maybe his daughter, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look it's good like dressed. You're too tall for that, that's all. <laughs> I want to. I want to let I give a shout out a little bit to tell people a little bit more. So first of all, you guys, it's Bad Frank movie. Um, Kevin, well, Bad Frankie, whatever you um, like. Kevin is the star of the film, and his wife, uh, a real life wife, plays his wife. She's the co-star, but it also has Tom, si Tom Sizemore, which everybody knows. He's in so many great movies. Um, one of the guys in the film who's really, really impressive, and and your. Uh, 
goings back and forth with him, uh, Russ Russo. Is it Russo? Oh, yeah. Russ, Russ, Russ he Russo. He was terrific also. I got to tell you. And you guys know him. He was in that film Catch Hell with Ryan Felipe, and he's in that TV series Revolution. I mean, he has another really great resume of work. And then we have Brian O'Halloran, who's actually been on the Jimmy Starr show back right. back when like uh, like some of his other films had come out. And you guys know him. He's like a, like a cult favorite. He was in Clerks, Dogma, Jay, you all know, the you're James pushing Simon me off my movies. seat, you tank. And uh, then there's another guy who's really, really good who plays like your friend, <laughs> um, Brian Heitkamp. Heitkamp? Is that how I pronounce it? Brandon Heitkamp, yes. Brand Brandon Heitkamp, okay. And then your father is played by Ray Boom Boom Mancini, who I, I thought, oh my God, he did such a good job. It's you know I thought maybe it was his first film, but I went on IMDb and he's been in 30 films. I know yeah, his face too. Ray, yeah, wonderful guy. And he was fantastic. So the yeah. movie is really, really good, you guys. Like uh, Kevin won awards for it. It's going to be, I mean, right now it's still doing the film festival circuit, right? Now we have to go to the... That, what I really no, love. Wait, wait, wait. Let wait. him answer. I answered him a question. No, I'm going to give it to him, and then he'll answer all the questions. No, let him answer one at a time. Why? He's answer. stupid. He can't remember. No, I just I let him go. Come on. All right. So, Kevin, go ahead and tell us. Like, tell you this guy never did television. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, right. I'm sorry, Jimmy. What question uh, did the you want to ask? Like, how are people? How can people see this film? Because it's not. It's not. It's not. They can look up yet, your right? ass. That's no, how they can on. see it. <laughs> come on. <laughs> the, the only way you can see this film right now is if you hit the. Um, is is if you stay tuned on uh, Twitter, and see what festivals we're going to be going to. Um, we're going to be releasing the movie early next year, along with the trailer, at the same time. And when we drop the trailer, I'll let you guys know as well. From the trailer is where you're going to have the clickable links to purchase or, or rent the movie. There you go. Perfect. So okay. Now going. may okay. I speak? Yes. Your Highness? Yes. Go. Your High Ass. <clears throat> what I look for in a, you know, acting great in a film is only, good, is, is only as good as the photographer. Because if your photographer stinks, your performance will never, ever work. And thank you, everybody out there, because this movie holds a shot. Fabulous photography. I love the photographer. His work was very good. His editing was very good. The continuity of the, of the movie was very simplistic, <clears throat> yet you had to think, which is what I like. I think all of these ingredients are going to make this film travel further than this guy thinks. Because oh, <laughs> I couldn't think of your name, your first name, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, you got a great hit here. This film is going to go to, it's going to have a major release. So everybody listen. It's then. too good to be like. Follow at Bad Frank no. Movie and, and follow Kevin Intro on Twitter. And that way you guys can see what's going on with it. Let's talk a little bit more about you in general. Uh, because I, so, I, I saw, uh, first, of all, um, first of all, you guys might recognize Kevin. He's been on a lot of cool TV shows. Uh, you know how they have all the great guest cameos. He's been on CSI, New York, Law and Order, Rush Hour, the TV series, How to Get Away with Murder, which is like one of my favorite freaking shows. And and you were on a couple episodes of The Sopranos, and oh, yeah. like at yeah. the beginning of your career. Yeah. And and now you just did a movie, Flight One Ninety Two. I don't know if did you just do that or is that that's yeah that was uh, that was several months after Bad Frank, so that'll be on Lifetime in uh, a couple months, I assume. And that one's got Dina Meyer, who I love. Dina yeah. Meyer, she's in the Saw movies, and she was in Starship Troopers, and I like those are like two yeah. awesome movies. She's a pistol, man. She's great. Yeah, it's fun. Um, so you gotta like love it. So, so tell me a little bit about like, like in general, because you also I looked on your IMDb. You have a lot of upcoming projects. Like, do you have a certain project that is like your favorite project that you've done so far? Um, yeah, Bad Frank. There you uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta say, oh. creatively, it was it was as satisfying. Just as well, you know, 
well, Ron knows especially when you do these films, especially indies, um, sometimes the outcome is not what you want or expect. Or oh, baby, baby. But, Can uh, I give you a title you have to watch? No, don't watch it. My last film I was in, I played a bad cop from New, from New York City, stuck down south. All and right. The film was called Croker. And oh. I wanted to Croker myself after <laughs> I saw it in the screening. I have never, I stopped doing indies. I'll never do another indie because you can't trust these maniacs. Yeah, I, I got to a point several years ago myself, man. Um, they tell you one thing and they put you in this piece of shit that you don't even want people to know the name of it. Yeah, it's tough, man. But at the, the, the flip side of that, too, is some of the horrible movies that I don't even want to think about, let alone mention, um, you form some nice friendships. You know, you meet some good people. And, um, you know, this industry, is it's hard to... It's hard to find the good ones, man, you know, and uh, every now and then you have that good experience. No, yeah, one, but one wait, wait, hang on. Nobody from that movie likes me. because <laughs> No, they don't because I don't lie. I tell the truth because that's what my fans love about me is Ron <laughs> Russell does not blow smoke up anybody's ass. Well, if well, I didn't like your movie, I would have said your wife is lovely. How did you meet her? <laughs> Which oh, she you, is, by the way. <laughs> oh, you, ma you made a movie? Oh, I must see it one day. <laughs> How did I meet Amanda? We, I want to know how you met her and, and how you got her. Not somebody else didn't get her. I love you. She's quite, you know, grabbable. Yeah. Um, I met her on a cast uh, a cast meeting for a movie. Both got cast in the same project. And uh, before it started, we had a cast meeting. I, I met her several months earlier, but, uh, you know, just briefly. And then after the meeting, it was at this coffee shop. Everybody left. It was like a 20-minute meeting. I took off of work. I rearranged my schedule. That's what the hell is this about? So... I said, I'm going to stay and have a coffee. Does anyone want to hang out? She said, yeah, I will. And um, three hours later, we were still talking, and, and that was it. And it just started. Did you offer her a donut or something in three hours? I mean, just coffee? <laughs> That's a cheapo. I would have said to her, lose him. He's cheap. He didn't even offer you a, a Danish or a bagel. Nothing. Just coffee? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just coffee. I can't believe it. Oy. <laughs> I can't believe it. So that's how we met. Son of a bitch. <laughs> cute, cute, sexy, but cheap. He better be better in bed than he is in the coffee shop. <laughs> they did get married, you know. I know. Yeah. And she awesome. loves him. She adores him. We, we spoke. You guys really are. You guys make a beautiful couple, and I'm so happy that both of you guys' careers are taking off at the same time, and you're both getting to do some really fantastic projects. I think it's really, it's really, it's got to be like a lot of fun too, you know, to be able to share that with with someone who's in the same business that understands it. Where you in Jersey? Joyzy. Uh the shore area from Howell Township. Oh, I know where you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty nice. It's pretty uppity. <laughs> now when I was there. It's bo it's booming now. Howell's really booming up. Well, uh, where I'm yeah, thinking, he only knows it now. He doesn't well, know it. I, I only have rich I'll, friends, I'll, excuse I'll, me. Howell's pretty blue collar. It's not that uh it's not uppity at all, but no. Nah. No, but I understand that uh, <laughs> those homes now are in the five and six hundred thousand. Pick a spot where they aren't. Christ, man. That's true. <laughs> I mean that—that's kind of uppity to me. I'm in the three hundred thousand bracket. <laughs> <laughs> Anything over three hundred, I go to a tenement in Harlem. <laughs> so yeah. let's, I want to give you some other like prop. I always like to like brag, you know, for people that come on the show because like like people who get to do stuff they don't ever do it. So you've won <laughs> many many best actor and best supporting actor awards in your career, and. You actually got the, I don't know what year, maybe 2008 or nine. you got the Robert Pastorelli Rising Star Award. And, and anybody who doesn't know Robert Pastorelli, he was, like, awesome. And he was yeah. in Be Cool, which is one of my favorite movies. So he was in, Be, he was in Be Cool, uh, Dances with Wolves, Murphy Brown, Beverly Hills Cop, 
Um, Sister Act 2, a racer with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, he had a great career. And yeah. the fact that you won that award, so we want to give you kudos and props for that because I think he I'm only won cool. the award because the guy giving it away was an Italian. <laughs> I mean, we take care of our own. Well, uh, uh, the, uh, the award was in his honor. He actually passed away a couple years prior. Oh, he did. Yeah, but his well, sister, his sister uh, Gwen, a wonderful woman, she kept his spirit alive. They were both involved with the Garden State Film Festival heavily, and um, it was really an honor to get that award. I was a fan of his for a long time, and uh, it was just really, really nice. I, I hope he's met my best friend in the world, Jane Russell, in heaven. There you go. Because Janie's my buddy, so I hope he's uh -huh. with her now. She's gorgeous. You know who Jane Russell is? No. Yes. Oh, you do? Of course I do. He's yeah. not 20. Well, uh, there's a lot of 30 and 40-year-old jerk-offs <laughs> that don't know who she is either. Yeah, but he's a film <clears throat> aficionado. so he They like only know Marilyn are. Monroe. Right, right. So what do you got coming up? Like, what, what's the next big prize? I, I saw it on your IMDb. There's several things that are getting ready to be worked on and several things. Yeah, next. yeah I've been writing. Um, it's too early to, to even talk about a couple projects that are just in the works. You know, the funding and all that stuff are just waiting yeah. for job. A television show I'm already I'm cast in is um, looking to sell to streaming outlets right now called Land of the Outlaws. It's a really cool concept. And then a couple films. And I, I'm, uh, I'm writing a film called Ramtown Joe. And, um, What's it called? What is it called? Ramtown Joe. Ramtown Joe. What the hell is Ramtown? Ramtown is actually the town, the section of Howell that I grew up in. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, I just wanted to kind of... I like, you know, I shoot everything. If, if I do anything, it's in Jersey. It's what I feel. It's what I know. So it just kind of... Exactly. I like the way that you're bringing it all to you too. You come up with concepts and write them and fund, get them funded. You know, yeah, and, and how do, do you get how do you get your funding? Because I know everybody out there is looking for funding. I give blood. Um, <laughs> you know, we were fortunate with Bad Frank. Uh, a lot of blood. That was very funny. <laughs> we, we we needed money for a movie. And I went public. I said, you can have sex with me for a million dollars. Call this number. And we didn't get any take. Not one call. And I didn't have a million dollars, so. <laughs> sweet. Isn't that sweet? So then I changed it. I said, for $20, I'll sleep with you for a weekend. <laughs> Not one person okay, go called. Back and let Wait, finish, then I said, I'll give you 50 bucks for the weekend. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God, man. Too much, Ron Russell. What? Too much. Yeah, that's what, that's what, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, wait, so go back, Ramtown Joe. Yeah, Ramtown Joe, and um, that's really the one I'm focusing on right now. So uh, the other ones that are, that I'm very, very early stages of being involved, and, uh, you know, it's, um, they're just early on, so. Okay. So in other words, everybody. You... Now, wait, question is, he's fine. What about Bambinos? Who's that? Kids, want to just speak Italian? Oh, what about Bambino? Oh, you're probably Irish, making believe you're Italian, so people will like you better. Yeah, we, you know, we got the we got the apartment, we got the dog. You know what's next? So in time, you know, uh, unfortunately, schedules have a lot to do with this, man. I it's know that. Uh, you know, crazy life. Um, we're all over the biological place. Biological clock is ticking. She's young. Yeah, she's not that young. Yes, she is. Well, she's got another twenty-five years before she can't get. Pre shouldn't get pregnant. Thirty years, maybe. <laughs> 40, 30, yeah, 
You know, it's not good to get pregnant at 35 know, or 40. She, I know, but if she's got years left to go, don't worry about you it. You should get pregnant when you're like 22, 23. You guys have to actually Google these two also. Kevin Interdonato and then look up Amanda Clayton and then hit images on Google to see how, because they're both very good looking. They're both very talented. And, and you're going to see a lot of them in your future, both on television and in theaters. And so we want to make sure you guys support them because like, we think they're cool and, and we think you're going to love them. Hey, Garrick Lee, are you on? Is Garrick in our chat room? Garrick Lee. If you are, Garrick, He's tell, the chat tell me, Donata, what the hell is her first name, the singer? She's so good. And her name is Dinata, which is Dinata in English. He's inner Donato, though. It doesn't matter. The beginning part's bullshit. You get rid of it. <laughs> it's, it, it well, like, like my real name is Sasadigo, and that, but the successor doesn't matter. It's the Sarajevo that matters because that's a part of Genoa, Italy, where all the Jews come from. Okay. So it's Jewville. Anyway, because we got to keep moving on here. Right. So here's what we're going to do, everybody. First of all, I, 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 we, there was no trailer, so we couldn't play a Bad Frank trailer, but whenever the trailer gets released, we'll play it on the show yeah, for everybody. Yeah, what's with you and no trailer? No, they're, they're doing oh, it all so at the same time. I, that. I really appreciate it. We all would. Thanks. So we should have held you on before. We shouldn't have had you on until we, I thought we were going to have a trailer now, and they're disappointed. I'm going away. <laughs> Uh, but you guys want to see if you follow at Bad Frank Movie and see the poster because the poster will scare the shit out of you first of all. But I must tell you, there's a, there's a part of the story that I hated with a passion, and I told uh, Keith, right? Kevin. Kevin. Keith. Begins with a K. And I, the first thing I said to him was, I hated what you blah blah blah. You know what I'm talking about. Should never be so I sad. I have daughters too. <laughs> <laughs> See now you're giving things away. Now you're giving things. Nah, away. No, giving no, away. no, no, no. I'm, I'm teasing. Yeah. I know how to tease. It's okay, everybody. So listen up. You guys want to check the Bad Frank movie poster? Follow at Bad Frank movie on Twitter. Um, keep keep up for all the updates because you really are going to like enjoy this movie. It's really a lot of fun and it's really got great, great acting that you don't normally see in an indie film. Everyone. Indie film for such a low budget. I wouldn't budget. even call it an indie film. To me, it's like a. Hollywood feature. I mean, film. I've I've seen I have I've seen indie films with two million dollar budgets that that didn't come anywhere close to this, and the acting was nowhere close to this. So you guys really did a great job in your casting and the writing and, and the directing and everything is really fabulous. Um, we want to thank you for coming on the show. We want you to say oh, hello to Amanda. Already? Yes. Listen, I hope our paths cross again at another screening of another movie. But this movie goes beyond indie, and I wouldn't even advertise it as an indie because sometimes people think of that crap they have on indies. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than an indie. It's an indie that's better than an indie, everybody. Yes, give your wife a big hug for me. Oh, I will. She said hello. Hi, I really enjoyed her that evening. And and, and thank and you. And the so same much. to you. You're not homophobic, right? So here's a big hug to you too. <laughs> keep up keep you're kinda cute. I wouldn't mind. You know what no. anyway. Stop it, Jimmy. Jimmy and I are married. You know that. I just tease. I just tease. But I got to tell you something. You wouldn't regret it. <laughs> oh, my God. Only kidding. Jesus Christ. He's from New Jersey. He's Italian. He's one of those macho wops. They, they punch gay guys in the face for saying no, shit don't. like that. No, they don't. <laughs> Not this guy because he's Hollywood. There you go. You're so a good guy. Thank you so much, Kevin. Good luck with Bad Frank. And anytime you've got new stuff coming out, please let us know and we'll bring you back. Loved your it. work, loved your movie, couldn't say better. I was kind of depressed. I had nothing wicked bad to say. Uh, you guys, <laughs> yeah. the, the, pleasure, uh, the pleasure truly is mine. I, I can't think right. of it. You're a bad. good guy. Thanks, we'll see you, you so much. We'll see you around. Take Bye, care. Kevin. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. That's funny. Everybody's like cracking up in the chat room with all that stuff. So.
So, so it's all good. So next, you guys, what oh, we're gonna do um, is going to uh, <laughs> uh, we're gonna do a quick we're gonna do a quick uh, uh, commercial. Everybody, you can hear us all on W4CY Radio with the talented Chad Murphy. Oh yeah. Oh. You can hear us on Monster Chad, FM Radio in New York. You can hear us on Hamilton Radio in New Jersey, K4HD Radio in LA. We're also on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Podomatic, Apple TV, iTunes, and Spreaker. And on television, to see the videos of the shows, you can go to Roku, Roku Vimeo, and YouTube. Chad. That's me. Let's do a quick song. Let's play One Life by Melinda Doolittle, and then we're going to come back uh, and air Fran Drescher. Oh, my God. Thank you. Well, let's do it. All right, everybody. This is the new single by Melinda Doolittle. We had the people who wrote it on... The show a couple this. of weeks ago it's a really really great song i think you guys are gonna like love it and I, they were dan and laura curtis from the uk and here's the uh the song one a, life by melinda doolittle what a voice what a song i love it Know how much we understand. 
Hey, everybody, so that's Melinda Doolittle. The new song is called One Life. And like I said a couple weeks ago, we had those, the, those super great Dan and Laura Curtis from the UK on, and they're the ones who wrote it. And it's a really great song, and Melinda Doolittle should have won American Idol. I love her. And she should change her name from Melinda Doolittle to Melinda Does A Lot. Because after you see her live, like we did at 54 Below in New York, you kind of walk out of there stunned. She's fabulous. Not only is she an actress on the stage, but she's a, a voice that doesn't have any kind of instruments, uh, meaning equipment, to make her voice better than what it is. It's called a raw mic, and she's brilliant. Yes. There's no so auto her, name, her new name is Melinda Do A Lot. There you go. So, Chad. <laughs> what? Do you have the actual uh, interview now with Fran Drescher ready? The actual one? Yeah, I got the actual one. Okay. All I, right, everybody wait, should wait, listen Wait, wait, let me up. just say no, something. No, I wait, I have this. This is very important. Chad, can <laughs> you get rid of the fact that we're orange in it? No. You can't do it. Everyone, excuse me for not knowing what we were doing, but Jimmy and I will be extremely orange in this video. That's we okay. apologize. We got 3,000 views already. Yeah, so here's that's what we got to do. Us. Maybe that's why. We look uh, like two lobsters. Uh, that's okay. We look like lobsters, like we were out in the sun. So here's here's the deal, everyone. Now you see, I had something important to say, and I forgot what. Well, because you're now. an old queen. No, uh, because old queens forget me. everything. You can't no, keep interrupting just, me. I, I don't interrupt you. Um, you just fade away because you're an old queen. You don't know what you're doing. Everybody loves orange. They said in the chat room, so it doesn't matter. So <laughs> okay. listen up, everybody. We're gonna play the video. I, I had something important to say that was about it, but now it really I forgot was what it. it is. My mother used to say, "If you forgot it, it was a oh, lie." You forget everything. I have to remind. I her. don't forget things. Okay. I just get confused. So here we go, everybody. Uh, what we're gonna do is uh, we're gonna play the Fran Drescher video. It's really fun. I hope you guys enjoy it, and I'll be tweet. I'll be in the chat room chatting with everybody. And uh, like I said, this was done on uh, Monday. We pre-taped it. And I don't remember what else it was, so if I remember, I'll tell you guys afterwards. So, Chad, we, we wore the same clothes today, and I'm sorry I didn't have this laundered, so, ah. you know. So he smells. But no, you smell. I don't <laughs> smell. I smell like hot sex. You oh. smell like sex two weeks later. No, I don't. All right, here we go, everybody. So this is it. Uh, please enjoy. This is the, the Star Show interview with Fran Drescher. I never... She was working in a bridal shop in Flushing, Queens Till her boyfriend kicked her out in one of those crushing scenes What was she to do? Where was she to go? She was out on her fanny So over the bridge from Flushing to the Sheffield's door She was there to sell makeup, but the father saw more She had style, she had flair, she was there That's how she became the nanny Who would have guessed that the girl we described Was just exactly what the doctor prescribed Now the father finds her beguiling Watch out, CC Okay, everybody, now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredible, beautiful, talented, compassionate superstar, actress, author, writer, producer, and cancer awareness advocate, Miss Fran Drescher. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you so much. Before we get started, we're gonna ha we have a chat room full of people. Just say hey to everybody in the chat room. Hi, everybody. Hi, hey, hi. <laughs> I see you. There you go. And now what I want to do is introduce you to not only my husband, but the cool, outrageous man about town of the Jimmy Star Show, Mr. Ron Russell. Stand yes. there just a moment, darling. Let me catch my breath. I've never seen a picture quite so lovely. Well, you finally got here. <laughs> Do you know what I went through? I interviewed 
Charles Shaughnessy on the show. I said, Charles, could you tell Fran to come on? Renee Taylor and Joe Bologna. I told them, could you tell Fran to come on? I saw them yesterday. My, my, my very good friend, Lainey Kazan. And free. Oh, you got a lot of nanny people. Wait, I'm um, not done. I got a list so long here. You wouldn't believe. <laughs> and your husband, ex-husband, Peter. Okay. And I told all these son of a bitches, tell Fran to come on the show. And none of them did it. Well, so here I am. Well, That's right. Yeah, but it took a lot. I mean, I could have got Jesus Christ here quicker. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's worth it because we're just sensational. Well, I don't know what to, how to respond to that, but why don't we start now? Okay, we're going to go. We're going to go, go, go. Okay, I'm going to give you some things, and I want you to tell me what you think about them. Okay, Union Turnpike, Hillside Avenue, Casino Boulevard, Utopia Parkway, Bayside, Queens College. RKO Keats Theater, Main Street, Gertz Department Store, Steinway Street, Astoria. Disco on Northern Boulevard, Bayside, or Flushing, forgot the name. Uh, did you ever make out in the Astoria Park on River Road? This is, this is where we came from, I love you and I. I came from Astoria, Queens, as you can hear, and you came from Bayside. But actually, you came from more Flushing, right? Uh, yeah, Kew Garden Hills. Flushing. Kew Garden Hills, that's yeah. nice up there. Yeah, that was where I grew up, and that's actually where... Simon and Garfunkel grew up as well, and that song that they write, My Little Town, was My Little Town. And it was a great place to come from. And, uh, you know, I only have good memories of uh, growing up in Queens, and so much so that almost all my characters, uh, certainly in The Nanny, uh, you know, hark back to where I came from. Even the plastic slipcovers on Sylvia's sofas. Yeah, so queen. Is inspired by real life. Yeah, we, you know, I'm from Astoria where mostly everybody was Italian, right? And all the Italian guys would say, "Come on, let's go to Flushing and pick up the Jewish broads." And I'd say to them, "Why?" And they'd say, "Well, most of them go." And I thought that was a terrible, you know, reputation. But a very good friend of ours, the um, reporter for the um, was it newspaper. Oh, Eileen. Eileen Shapiro said to me, it's true. The only thing is we didn't swallow. So, <laughs> that's Eileen. She's crazy. But, um, yeah, I used to go to Gertz, department store at Main Street Flushing. Did you? I. Yeah. And did you go to RKO Keats Movie Theater? Yes. I saw Jaws there. Yeah. I, I, and then I listen. go into the beach that whole summer. I saw Jaws there that too. That was actually one of my first dates with Peter. Oh, that's was to see Jaws. Peter's a sweetheart. We love him. He's so handsome and nice and friendly. Yeah. He's a yeah. good guy. He, he's a really good guy. Um, I wanted to say something else. I have notes. I've never, never done notes, notes on this show. Jimmy, tell Fran what I've been going he through. He never takes notes for this show. I have to tell you this, and this is just an interesting story. So. So Ron had a show on Time Warner Cable Set the uh, record called straight. Set the Record Straight. It was on TV for four years where he interviewed all the legends of Hollywood. He interviewed like Cliff Robertson, Lauren Bacall. He was best friends with Jane Russell, yep. Tony Curtis, Tab Hunter, Tippi Hedren, all the greats. And, and he was like, I wasn't nervous about any of those. And not here I'm not having the a hard one. Time. Fran Drescher yeah. is the one. <laughs> Not, not, and not, Jane Russell thought I was crazy because she'd be very nervous and she did my show. She actually did my pilot because she was my buddy. 
I'm not talking about me. We want to hear about you. But, but anyway. But he was all nervous. And so he never has notes. Never. He does everything off the cuff of his head. But he actually has notes. And I was like, what are you writing down notes for? It's Fran Drescher. I was like, you've, you've seen everything she's ever done. <laughs> I have seen your show more than I could do the dialogue on your show. First of all, I want to tell you, you look like Rita Hayworth. Anybody ever tell you that? Oh, thank you. No, no, that's, that don't blow smoke up anybody's ass. That's I a true compliment. I like Rita Hayworth and I sound like Selma Diamond. I loved Selma Diamond, too. She was a great comedian. <laughs> I had the pleasure of meeting her many times when I did stand-up in New York City. So I've met Selma many times, and she was a wonderful lady. Dirty mouth, but fun. Fun. Okay, now let's hear more about you. So you meet Peter at the your first date with Peter at the RKO. Yeah, you and now, right when we started dating, that was around the time of the Son of Sam. Oh, yeah. And uh, that serial murderer uh, was going after young teen couples that would sit in the cars. With dark hair. And the girls had dark hair, and it was mostly in Queens. So uh, that was an interesting time in a very, you know, unfortunate way. Because we would go on a date or something, and then I'd like jump out of the car and run into my house because <laughs> everybody was so petrified of Son of Sam. You weren't the only one. I mean, I was, I'm, I'm, I think I'm 16 years older than you are. Um, so I was very much a part of that era, too. And I know, and I lived in, in Bayside at the time on, on um, what the hell was it? I, in a beautiful English Tudor apartment house. Anyway, off of Bell Boulevard. So you're familiar with all these streets. Do, do you miss, like, ever? I sometimes want to go back just for a day or two. Well, I did. Uh, when I was doing Cinderella on Broadway right. um, two years ago, I, um, I did Sunday morning on CBS, and they went back to the old neighborhood. Oh. So we saw one of the um, houses that we lived in, the apartment, that me and my parents and my sister lived in. The, and then we went on to Casino Boulevard and we went to the uh, pizza place that mm -hmm. was still there mm -hmm. that has a Fran Drescher pizza. And right. It was all very nostalgic. And, I worked uh, on Casino Boulevard. In you a did? Salon, yeah, in a salon there for, I forgot who, whatever her name was. It didn't last long, but I worked there. Not good tips on Casino Boulevard. I worked in Charles and Roberts on Queens Boulevard and Guys and Dolls and Mervyn's. Mervyn's, I made a lot of money with uh, that shop. Did you make a lot of money in Brooklyn? Um, Brooklyn, I only worked part-time on the weekends at Anthony's Salon on Kings Road. And uh, that was short-lived because I lucked out and I got... Um, American Hot Wax for Paramount right. that blew me out here to work opposite Jay Leno. And so, and I kind of never went back. I, you know, spent all of my adult years here, much to su a surprise to me. But, you know, I love Southern California now, although I have a beautiful place in Manhattan and I love going back there and I have friends and family, of course. Right. Uh, but, um, you know, it. my life took interesting turns. And although all my characters are New York and I've never really left that, um, I do uh, feel an affinity for my life here in California as well. 
I love Southern California. I am truly bicoastal. I was married 16 years so, to a woman that makes me bisexual as well as bicoastal. <laughs> so you and I one day should meet for lunch and talk about our crazy marriages. But listen, you know when I fell in love with you? And I told everybody in the, we were in the drive-in movie, and I told everybody in the car, this girl is going to be a superstar. And they just looked at me. All I saw was a movie. It was called Saturday Holly, what the Hollywood, hell is, Nights. Hollywood Nights. Oh. And I'm watching a car, and there's a girl and a boy in the car, and suddenly I hear, Turk, you came. Oh, I can't believe you came. And I said, everybody in the car, that voice will go on and on. I was hysterical, laughing, wow. I almost peed myself. I was friend, I couldn't believe it when you said, I can't believe it. I mean, it was so like us, so like Queens. Then I go to the movie years later, and there she walks away with John Travolta grabbing his ass. And I know that's not in the script, all right? I'm surprised they didn't kick you off the picture for that. What well, happened? Well, miss tell that me about that. I wasn't going to miss that opportunity. He <laughs> <laughs> was a sweat hog. That was actually my first film. Right. Then I came to California. Oh, wait, wait, to... Don't back it up. What made you do it? What gave you the chutzpah to do it? Oh, that's my middle name. Every moment, on-screen moment, count and be real, but, you know, be specific. I'm very into, you know, specific behavior, and that seemed, you know, like a no-brainer. Um, but it made the movie because everyone remembered it, and the theater was hysterical laughing. Yeah, so it was yeah. A good, it was a smart move, very smart. Okay. Yeah, and in fact, you know, I, because it was such a small part, um, the line was, my character's name was Connie, but right. she didn't call me Connie, and no, you know, it wasn't scripted that he called me Connie. So I said to him, so when's Connie going to get her answer? Right. And then he said, well, Connie, and suddenly my character had a name. <laughs> so you fed him a line that he thought was in the script. You know, they could see. But I'm always, you know, I was a producer before I was a producer. Right. And thinking about how to make the part more specific, make the part more real and better. And, uh, you know, I was in Ragtime, the Milos Foreman film with Mandy Patinkin. That's right. And, uh, and, with, and with, my with, character, uh, the way it was originally scripted, only spoke Yiddish. Right. And I'm thinking, you know... Do you speak this, Yiddish? Uh, not really, but no. I, I speak certain phrases that right. I grew up around. My mom used to speak Yiddish with her grandmother. Right. But I don't know how much she remembers it anymore because her elders have since deceased so she doesn't really have people to talk with I, I i speak more yiddish than anyone i know all of my jewish people because i worked uh, in a, i worked in a beauty pile in forest hills give me a break that's like television unfortunate you know that languages kind of die i'm sure that there are people that continue to speak yiddish just to keep it alive i mean uh, I use the words that are fun, like schwitzing, you know, you're, you're, we're all right. on. I, I do that as well. You know, <laughs> I use that stuff. But, Some so, of them have become part of, you know, uh, 
regular colloquialism, like the word schlep. Everybody knows what that means. He uses that one all the time. Oh, schlep. I'm schlepping while I'm schwitzing already. I mean, I'm telling you. So people say to me, are you Jewish? And they look at my star. And I say, well, it's missing one prong because I'm almost Jewish. We have Jewish blood. We're Italians and we have Sephardic blood. Ranzoni Macaroni, by the way, are Jewish. Nobody knows that, okay? You can be Jewish and be Italian. You don't have to be, you know, Eastern uh, wherever. You're absolutely right about that. I mean, there was a time when there were a lot of Italian Jews. Well, we come from Genoa, which is like where all the Jews are, more than Venice. And um, my great... Migliani was an Italian Jew, the famous painter. Absolutely. My great aunt was Jewish and stayed Jewish. The rest of the family on my father's side, because they were killing Jews always, you know that. I mean, let's kill a Jew today, it's time. So the family changed and became Christian. And my father never allowed me to go to church or to have anything to do with the Catholics. He kept that Jewish faith and he taught it to me. So I really think I have, in my, I love, I love Jewish. I, if I had to really be anything, which I'm not, he I would be Jewish. I, was, I, was I swear to you, he does everything Jewish. He's a good businessman. He treats me good. I mean, he does everything like a Jewish guy. And I swore but he I'm was not. Jewish. I'm Irish. He's like, as long as you're, in, as long as you're anything but Irish. And then we found out I'm Irish. <laughs> so what are you gonna do? He's sweet anyway. So now, on both sides, you're Irish. Yes. Oh, well, I'm not sure. Actually, Irish, about my English, other side. real Gaim. <laughs> I, I was, yeah, I was a doctor, and I don't know my actual. Real Do you know? Parents. You know what Gaim means? You won't. You won't admit to it. But wait a minute, you were adopted, so you do or you don't know your biological parents? I know that my biological mother is Irish, and they said that they believe the father is too, but I never got to meet them, so I don't know. And I and, think uh, the father's so name was Jacobson. Father been Jewish. Yeah, it, it could was, have been. That's right. And I'm just a total but wasp. you weren't raised by Jews. No, I was not. Mm. Parents was, aren't Jewish? No. No, unfortunately. You know... <laughs> Uh, where I came from in Astoria was Italians and Jews because the fancy schmancy buildings, the 14-story high co-ops were all Jews. That's where I learned my first lesson. The thing is, I mean, I think that it, you know, he, he, he's perfect for you and you love each other, so it doesn't oh, yeah. matter. Oh, that's right. Definitely. I grew up in both. Oh, I don't care. Matters, they're all just labels. Be that's a good right. person. No, no. I, 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 I sincerely no, no, If no. you want to identify with some culture, you know, that's your prerogative. But don't ever let it be an excuse to do things that slight or hurt other people. Absolutely. Yeah, but it makes it easier. Um, I was married to a Dutch girl and it was hell. Because she didn't know one friggin' thing about my culture. She had no idea for anything. All she knew how to do was stand there like a dummy. Like a statue. Just like a statue. No person. She was a wasp. Super duper Goyim. And I made a mistake. Had I been married to like my first lover, which we're going to talk about later, which is important to your cancer schmancer, he was Italian. And Sal and I got along. I mean, we read each other's minds. Uh, it's, nice, uh, it's nice when you're um, cut from the same cloth. Yeah. So, you know, but listen, we're all capable of many... Uh, different relationships over the course of a lifetime and each one is an opportunity for us to grow on our journey of self-refinement no regrets there you yeah. go well you married out of your fate didn't you he's not jewish your husband or you're on the way out you're not leaving him are you i shouldn't talk about that let's not talk about that i read somewhere that you were getting divorced 
You know, uh, yeah, let's we, not talk about it. We off the relationship, but I don't have any regrets about that either. I've never learned more about myself or from someone, uh, and uh, it was a great experience. And now it's time to write a new chapter. I love that no regrets thing. Yeah, you... well, you can't have regrets in life because then you know you made mistakes. And I don't consider any of these things mistakes. No, they're not. They're, they're not. opportunities to grow. Absolutely. They're, they're new streets to walk down. Every relationship is a reflection into your inner self. And uh, you see how buttons are being pushed. You see what you need to keep working on. And that's why that person was presented to you. I mean, that's the way I live my life. I do, too. Now I have to get to the GLB. Oh, I get this. LGBT. That's my pay them, my people. What's wrong with me? She's got me so clunked over here. I don't know what I'm talking about. LGBTQ. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, you know, a very vocal supporter and advocate, you know, and so... Uh, yes, there. Uh, You're telling me on behalf of that community, who are my friends, because we live, in, we're moving to Palm Springs now. We're getting out of here; it's too cold. And the people that I'm involved with, all the um, gay, transvestite, transsexuals, transvestites, everything, love, 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 adore you. You are like the goddess. You cannot say a bad thing about Fran Drescher. You'll get punched in the face or hit with a big, big high heel. Size 13. Well, high heel. nice to hear. I hope I never give anyone reason to be mad at me. But wait a minute. I'm not finished. I am. I have many celebrity friends of which I wouldn't even name. Big time celebrities. I'm old. So I know all the old bag Hollywood. <laughs> they all seem to know you. They don't know many of my younger friends. But if I talk like a, like a couple out in California now know they're going to watch this on Wednesday. They know that I'm interviewing you and they love you. And these are like... Angela Lansbury people. I mean, what do they do with Fran Drescher? Give me a break. Well, I, you know, and, uh, everybody loved the nanny. That was the most wonderful thing about it. I mean, I, I had Mike Nichols and Diane Sawyer stop me once on a red carpet and say, we love your show. We get into Everyone. bed, we watch it, and we laugh. Everybody Everyone. Loves. You, you did more for Jewish people than the Bible. I'm telling you, you brought can you, to, now, can you believe there was some group yes, that I gave knew them me in Boca. Black. I yes. lived in, I lived in Boca in that time. I lived right in and Boca. He used to want to shoot people. He would and, be like, what do you mean? And I would go to parties and 80% were Jewish. And they'd say, she doesn't show us right. She makes us look low class. We don't dress that way. We don't act that way. I said, you want to come with me to Brooklyn in Astoria? You want to come? I'll show you. Those are Hamish people, darling. They're not the jacks yeah, of today. That's what I always, uh, you know, I always responded that um, the uh, nanny uh, was written based off of all the colorful characters that I grew up with. And um, really, it, the global message of the show is it doesn't matter what you look like or what you sound like. It's what's in your heart that counts. And you oh. show so, that so well. you know, people that were uncomfortable uh, with the way I was representing, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, okay. um, the way I was representing Jews, uh, I think were uncomfortable because they were still um, subscribing to the post-World War II 
um, mentality that any, um, an assimilated Jew is the right way to be Jewish. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, in the 1990s, I didn't feel like I had to show off anybody from my past in any way, but as authentic. And in fact, I was the first Jewish woman to play a Jewish character who is the star of a series since Molly Goldberg. I loved her. <laughs> Molly Goldberg used to hang out of a tenement window and she used to, what was the name she used to yell? Yoo-hoo! Mrs. Somebody, I forgot the name. And we used to watch it and pee ourselves. It was so funny. And it was very, very Jewish of the day, like the Brooklyn Jews. It can't be the Brooklyn Jew. I got news for you. you I was born in Brooklyn. I have to tell you, so I collect action figures. And so for Christmas, I wanted to get Ron something. And like for ever since I've known him, oh, we've yeah, been together for yeah, four years. Yeah, and ever yeah. since I've known him, um, he's like, we watched the nanny. I've seen every nanny episode. I've seen every movie that you've been in. He really introduced me to you because yeah. I'm kind of a horror movie kind of guy. And so yeah. for Christmas, his favorite shows were Flash Gordon when he was a kid and the nanny. And so for Christmas, I got the talking nanny doll for him. And I said, one day, you know, you're going to get to talk to her. But oh, in the meantime, you can play with the doll and when, talk to when, you. <laughs> when we live in California, we're bound to meet because I go to all the benefits. You know, I'm very big about that. And I'm going to bring that friggin' doll with me and I'm going to have you sign it. But you have to sign it. I love you, Ron. And I also got him a Flash Gordon, and, and then he and, and he told me the story about why you were so important, and I think you should tell her the story. Oh, are we cutting time? Because we're, yeah, we're going to oh, run out of time, so much, and we have to talk about. I have so Smithers, much so. I wanted to talk to her about. So much like Hamish family, uh, real. I didn't want to do well, Fran Drescher bullshit. If we still have time. At you the know end, what I mean? We can. But I wanted ahead. I wanted this interview to be about Franny, <laughs> Franella. Fran, Fran Tom. Does anybody call you Franella? Of course. Okay. Of course. What are you Because he crazy? calls you Franella everywhere we go. She's my, <laughs> she's my Franella. What are you nuts? He has all his friends still from they, from Queens and Astoria and Long Island. If and I, like, and Fran, they're all waiting wait for him to talk, call. Now, are you gonna give me time to talk about cancer? Yes, oh, we're, we're going do, there no, now. Now we're doing it right now. Now we're know. gonna go there. The reason why I love and adore and worship you is my lover of 49 years, Sal D. George, developed pancreatic cancer. He was very ill. I kept him at home and I cared for him. The only thing he ever asked me for, oh, I knew I wasn't going to do it. That's okay. That's okay. Oh. The only thing he asked me for is, when is the nanny on? Uh, I hear that all the time. And I said to him, Sal, not until whatever date and he'd ask for the golden girls then you guys went in to repeat and we could see you every night i think at 11 o'clock he uh, would say give me my meds now because i'd shoot him up for the pain he'd say but be sure I'm, I'm up for the nanny he loved you so much would you please do me a favor because i believe words travel the universe say hi sal d george what's his name sal d george Sal to George. Hi, Sal to George. Hi. We're together and we're thinking about you. He he loved you so, and I was so grateful to you. And I used to tell my friends, one day I'm going to interview that broad, and I'm going to tell her this story, because what she did for him, you made him smile. Oh. Forgive me, I'm sorry. Let's go on to you. So now so talk anyway, about Cancer so Schmancer. So here's it, so you have a great thing coming up. It's the Cancer Schmancer, cancer schmancer Health Summit. It's Wednesday, October 26, 2016. 
from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Skirball Cultural Center, and that's located at 2701 North Sepulveda Boulevard in L.A., California. Wait, wait, what, what boulevard? Sepulveda. 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 I don't know. Uh, we pronounce it Sepulveda here. Sepulveda. I'm, I'm from Florida. Sepulveda. That's always the way they pronounce it Sepulveda, but it's actually on Sepulveda. And it's kind of, you know, right there along the 405. It's a beautiful cultural center, and we had it there last year. And it's an absolutely great event. I hope everybody that attends, uh, you know, is um, I intend to blow their mind and transform them from being a patient into a medical consumer. So by the time you leave at the end of the day, you have a game plan, you have some tools, and you know what you need to do, and you know how to engage your family. And most important, you're going to know how to detox your home because the home is the most toxic place we spend the most time in. And we have to start looking at how we live as a big um, reason why we get sick. Because over 90% of cancer is environmentally stimulated. Only 5% is genetic. So we really have to look at what are we doing and how can we use consumerism to dictate manufacturing trends. Because manufacturers don't want to kill us. They want to sell us. But they'll sell us anything that we're willing to buy, which right now is anything. That's so and those things we have to use. change that. And we have to start being the change and take the in on and around you uh learn how to take that challenge on cancerschmanza.org go get your tickets on cancerschmanza.org and come see me i'm going to be hosting throughout the day and moderating some of the panel discussions but we have the most interesting cutting edge outside of the box people uh from mental health women's health men's health Teen health, uh, you know, it's it's we're covering the full spectrum of family health and well-being because you know a big part of cancer schmancer is isolating the causes of cancers and eliminating it. Let's not get cancer in the first place. How's that for a cure? But I, I read both your books and I was amazed at how you went to like 3,000 doctors and they all thought you were like a neurotic, insane jerk and you, you're hy hypochondriac when in fact you had, was it a uterine cancer, correct? Yes, it took me two years and eight doctors to get a proper diagnosis with uterine cancer. I got in the stirrups more times than Roy Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> but you wouldn't be here today if you didn't find that out. That's right. And, and, I, and what a sin, what a loss to the world. I started to formulate the vision of what I thought needed to happen. And by the grace of God, I was still in stage one, even after two years and eight doctors. So I feel like I got famous, I got cancer, and I live to talk about it. So this Absolutely. has kind of created a great purpose in my life. And... I can honestly say that turning pain into purpose is extremely healing. I took a bunch of notes uh, just so we could tell people like why we've got them on the air and why they're listening. So there's going to be a bunch of panels throughout the day. You're going to have guest speakers, including Ed Bagley Jr., who's awesome. Like I love him to death. Um, you're going to have panels on holistic health with Mary Lou Henner, fighting cancer through traditional and alternative medicine, mental health, and Mackenzie Phillips. I know there's going to be a lot of other doctors here since I didn't know who they were. I'm not mentioning them, but there's going to be great doctors and, and people who are in all of this. Dr. Christy along. Funk is the breast cancer uh, specialist who's a regular on uh, the doctors. Okay. 
And she is also Angelina Jolie's doctor. Oh, cool. Uh, but, you know, yeah. it's just important that we challenge the status quo, that we understand um, what is causing it, that we look at the body as a whole system, and we don't just isolate body parts as being sick. Cancer is the end of inflammation. So we were all sick long before it became realized as a fully, uh, you know, fledged cancer. And that's what we have to tune into our bodies and listen to them and honor our bodies and don't let our brains say, you know, I'm fine, I can right. do it. Denial. Myself. You don't uh, have denial. Deal with the stress, all of this, it's not serving us well. But most important, we have to detox our lives. Angelina, as I know her as Angie Voigt, grew up in my house. She went to school and played with my daughter, Deirdre. We lived on Spalding Drive. She lived on Roxbury Drive. They used to go to Roxbury Park and play together as kids. I know John, we used to sit on the hill of Beverly Hills High and the kids rolled down. I just want to say a word to everybody out there. All this baloney that's in the newspapers about Angie is a lie. Okay? She grew up, I know her from four years old till she became a, a woman. What she did with her breasts was the smartest thing anyone could do. Um, she's a smart lady ahead of her time. Yes, she has a temper. Yes, she's a little wacky. But so are we all. Okay? We are. Well, so well, I have to come to her defense. I, I don't know. I'm not, I didn't bring her name up because I, I follow any gossip and have any no. idea about any of that. I do, however, think that... Um, Genes can be turned on and off with lifestyle. I'm not sure I trust uh, the percentages that we're given of chances of getting a disease, even if you have a gene, even if you have relatives very close in your bloodline. And I, I personally, and this is always a very personal decision, how people deal with these issues, I personally would have rather... Um, reduced my uh, risk uh, through environment and uh, rather with? than, you know, create, rather than um, uh, do some radical surgery for so what was words, essentially, you, you have done that. was essentially a healthy body. You would not have done what Angie did. But, uh, you know, uh, I knew Marshalena, her mother. It's very, a very personal decision right. for a lot of, uh, you know, doctors, Western medicine doctors that were making that recommendation to her. You mix that with fear, fear for your children, because you don't want them to go through what you went through with the loss of their, your mother. And you make a decision. For better or for worse, whatever it is, you make it and you follow through and you don't look back. And we all have to do that. Yes. I was given a 95% chance of non-recurrence. And yet, two weeks after, my oncologist said, you know, I was talking to a colleague in uh, Wisconsin who said he gives all of his uterine cancer patients the uh, brachiotherapy, which is zapping the vaginal cuff with radiation because more often than not if there were recurrence it would be there and uh 
I, she said, now you have a 95% chance of non-recurrence, but uh, I think that if, if I were you, I would do it, and that would push it up to like 99%. We're not allowed to say 100%, but right. you know, it would really seal the deal. Well, you know, I thought to myself, okay, well, you're not me, honey, so let me do my own research. Let me go online. Let me get my posse of people that actually love me right. and are very good at research and will make an informed decision. And the more, the deeper we went into the uh, online research papers, chat rooms, things like that, the more we realized that there's a tremendous amount of side effects that come with that. That actually uh, women complained that, you know, their vaginal canal was never the same. Sex was never comfortable exactly. again. There was always breakthrough bleeding. The tissue got very thin. They had to use, you know, some kind of a dildo if they weren't active with sex just to keep it stretched and on and on. And they never felt like they ever got better or recovered. And it just became, you know, this cacophony of negativity. I called every head of gynecologic oncology at some of the leading hospitals throughout the country from MD Anderson and City of Hope to Sloan Kettering and John Hopkins. And ultimately, the guy at City of Hope says, you're going to have to make this decision yourself because you'll ask enough people and half will say what you want to hear and half will say what you don't want to hear. And my manager at the time, who was a wise owl, said, you know, you make the decision that feels right for you and never look back. No matter what happens, we'll just deal with it, you know, as life unfolds. And ultimately, I decided that I wasn't going to take what was left of me that was healthy when I was already given 95% chance of non-recurrence. And I was going to then kind of dial back my lifestyle in terms of my, what I exposed myself to, what I put on my skin, what I eat, uh, what um, cleaning products I use, what garden products I use, and... Um, and 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 de-stress and take it from there. And I think that you know, knock wood. I'm 16 years well. I hope that you know it never comes back in any way, shape, or form. And all I can do is the best that I can do to reduce my risk. Uh, once we start connecting disease with lifestyle more efficiently, you're going to get angry, and it's going to be at big business because big business in the name of capitalist greed is destroying the planet and so much of life on it. And meanwhile, we're the ones making them rich That's because we're not challenging them. We're not making them responsible. And, you know, at the end of the day, money talks and bullshit walks. That's what Absolutely. I said. <laughs> We know that one, honey. That's one for so our neighborhood. I want to tie it all back together, everybody. If you want to find now, out. we're all looking for leadership for change. The change starts right here. Absolutely. Stop, stop buying, uh, you know, single-use plastic. Start becoming conscious. How about going uh, back? Organic. How about uh, going back to what we were 40, 50 years ago when we didn't have this shit to, to kill us? Well, we were healthier then. You know, use products with ingredients that may have grown in your grandma's garden. Exactly. If it has chemicals in it that you can't even pronounce, best off to err on the side of caution. If you're using a toothpaste that has poison control information on it, get rid of it. If you're using uh, an antiperspirant, well, that kind of 
prevents the body from its most effective uh, detoxing and uh, cooling system. And it also has a lot of aluminum chlorhydrate in it. And people that have, um, you know, Alzheimer's and dementia and Parkinson's, they're finding a tremendous amount of aluminum in the brain. Don't cook with aluminum foil anymore. It gives off noxious fumes. Get rid of your microwave. It creates, uh, it changes the metabolic structure yeah, that, of the food eating. I mean, the list goes on and on. We at cancerschmancer.org teach you how to make your own cleaning supplies if you don't want to buy some of the earth-friendly cleaning supplies that are currently available. You can make anything to clean the house with, with simple rubbing alcohol, white vinegar, lemon juice, and baking powder, baking soda. I, I, mean, let me, I, I uh, do a lot of that. Let me go back and reiterate, everybody, because this is all fantastic information, everybody, and if you want to get more of this information, we would love it if you would actually uh, support the Cancer Schmancer Health Cancer Schmancer Health Summit. It's Wednesday, October 26th at the Skirball Cultural Center. You can go to cancerschmancer.org or you can dial 888-621-2001. And they're also going to be talking about cosmetic safety, men's health, quantum medicine, environment, and detox your home, which we've been talking about just now. Oh, my God. Malcolm alone, she wrote the Not Just a Pretty Facebook all about the cosmetics industry. Do you know that we expose ourselves to 80,000 chemicals that the FDA has no idea what the risk is or if it is considered toxic and how it mixes with all the other uh, chemicals that are in all the other products. I mean, before you leave the bathroom in the morning, a man has exposed himself to eight to 10 toxic carcinogens a woman 10 to 15. That's before you go into the kitchen and open the refrigerator door to eat some of the crap that we eat <laughs> or go under the sink to take the stuff that cleans the counter with that strong pine smell. Everywhere we turn, we are exposing ourselves to a cocktail of carcinogens that is not serving us well. The only people it serves well are people in the chemical industry. And the 20th century was the industrial revolution. We were sold this bill of good that we needed repurposed war chemicals, but you know what? We don't. Everything old is new again. So start eating food that's sustainably grown, that's organic, that's uh, hormone-free, that's um, non-GMO, that is uh, uh, um, pesticide-free, herbicide-free. I mean, this is the food. We are what we eat. One out of two men and one out of three women are expected to get cancer in their lifetime. The kids today, for the first time in U.S. history, are predicted to not live as long as their parents. Babies are being born pre-polluted with two to 300 chemicals found in the umbilical cord. And American women's breast milk has the highest percentage of flame retardant in it from any other woman on the planet. And we're all scratching our heads wondering why all these kids have learning differences, why so many are on the spectrum of Asperger's to autism. I mean, you know, it's like the jig is up. Start reading labels and start getting real. Make it a family project. Go to cancerschmancer.org and learn how you can detox your home. And we'll even teach you how to throw a detox your home party, which is like the new kind of uh, Tupperware party. Yeah, I was say Tupperware. <laughs> now, friend. Instead of selling what? plastic, we're selling our friends and neighbors and family 
on the notion of going through the house and looking at everything that's not serving us well. Franny, how much is the ticket to your show? Uh, the tickets are $175 or $300. All the proceeds go to Kansa Shmansa. And uh, we are now working on the Detox Your Home uh, education video targeting teens in middle school and high school. We were very blessed to get Mr. Jamie Fox to host yeah. it. And we are now at the stage where we need to complete it with post-production. So what we raise at the event is going to help complete that. And um, then that, that'll be able to be released on all avenues of social media and in schools and in boys and girls clubs and, and well, the like. Well, I'll tell you this. We're going to push it every week for the next year for okay. you, and I will do it. I will remind everybody. Um, not only are you beautiful, and I remember, I don't blow smoke. Not only are you beautiful, kind, charming, sweet, a real human being, but you're as bright as the brightest lights that are in our studio now. You are one smart chick. Thank you. I, I mean, appreciate even that. if you read it off the wall, you did a brilliant job. <laughs> You're fabulous. I want to say, too, I think it's really, really. Wait, I have to say something one more time. The date, October because 26th. we are going to be traveling. I think we're October in... 26th. Are we in California? Then? We're coming back. Shit. <laughs> we're, we're, we're leaving next week. Next year. Maybe next year. Yes. Next well, we'll year. We're be, we'll be living there. Year. Which brings me, which brings me to this, which brings me to this. Tell me I don't have balls. Listen, when you want to get away from everything and everyone, you can come to our house. We have a beautiful casita <laughs> with a bathroom and a kitchen and for you, dogs. private, two dogs. And you could rest and get away from the world. And I won't hock you with any Hollywood shit or any of that crap. <laughs> you'll come, you'll rest. And guess what? I'll cook for you. I'll make you Italian. And my, uh -huh. listen, but my Italian uh -huh. is not from, okay. mine is not from cans my Italian doesn't come out of a bottle my Italian you make real sauce you bet your ass I do and I make it with my homegrown basil everything every, and in California I make them I lived in Palm before the tomatoes out there are magnificent because of the 3,000 degree heat so the tomatoes are good I will make you an all healthy no garbage meal and I promise I won't, I won't annoy you and I won't tell any of my friends you're coming because my house will be filled with thousands of people. <laughs> and I don't need to clean the toilet okay. after that. Real quick, I just want to also just say I love how her. cool look it is. Sweet, I know, she's my fabulous. Shane upon them, look um, at that little angel. She's uh, a doll. I, I think that although I'm very happy, number one, that you know, you're 95% chance that any, nothing's coming back. But what I really think is so commendable and so wonderful is the fact that you're using your celebrity to actually do something that really is giving back to the world and everybody well, in it. That's the reason and why she's got the I know, talent. I know, but the talent was given but to maybe her. Maybe people don't tell her that all the time. So because I wanna, people as a are stupid. First tell you of all, first of all, is. people are jealous <laughs> that they came from Flushing and they're still in Flushing. All right, already. So that's a story. This no, one, everybody. You know, I put Flushing on the map before then. Nobody would admit it. There you go. Made it matter I'm of fact. I'm proud to say I come from flushing no i think you know i mean i'm i'm very grateful and i really uh truly believe that if you are a celebrity and you have a reach that can you know impact millions of people uh it's your duty to really leverage that celebrity for the greater good and i do it for health 
and I do it for uh, civil liberties, and I do it for kids and arts and, and education and all of that. And oh, you know, oh. it's like uh, it's it's uh, makes me feel good, and I think that's you know why we're all here. Well, for all well, your fans, we say thank you for all of that. It's got to bring you really good luck. It's got because anyone that does as much as you do for people, you know, my belief is in Italian, we say, which is if you spit in the air, it comes back in the wind, it comes back in your face. Right. So you only do good and only good's going to come back. And I want to say one more thing. Sylvia and Morty did a fabulous job with their Francine Joy, Joya in Italian is happiness, Joy, Dresha. You are, I don't want to let her go. I know, but she's got to go. Maybe not. Ask. Maybe you can stay a little more. I think you're saying I have another interview to do. I know do. you do. And I really thank you for making me feel so welcome and for all that loved, you do. Loved, loved, giving loved. me a platform to talk about Cancer Schmanza Absolutely. and the Health Summit. I hope everybody goes to cancerschmanza.org and gets their ticket and just joins so they can hear from me more regularly. And we're all over social networking too, at cancerschmanza.org and at Fran Drescher. And uh, you know, we're all in this together and we're all in one boat. So the more we That's can sinking. start switching up our act, the more we can change the right. unhealthy paradigm that we're on. And we want to- Wait, hang on, Jimmy, on, wait. Wait, no, let me, I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> Jimmy Starr has over a, a million or two Twitters. And our show goes out to over two or three million people all over the world. So oh, we really, we really have a good reach no, for you. And one heavily. more thing, one more thing. I'm conning I, her now. Now, no, now I, I'm working I say her. Thank you. I want us to give a no, shout. No, wait, wait. I have to work her before no, she, she goes got, away. I have to work her. No, no. So now we're building a studio okay, in our home. On. So now you can come to Palm Springs and be on our show live with us, sitting between us and talking to the we'll world. We'll be in touch. I have her contact. Was that a good schmoozer? Uh, yeah, you never know. I, I'm often asked to do things in Palm Springs, and it doesn't always work out, but I did do a big uh, gay event um, a couple of years back, and it was a wonderful experience. So, you know, should I, I come that way for an event or something, I would be happy to do your show again and get some Italian food while we're at it. Well, well, that's a promise and a date. Also, I'm on the committee in Palm Springs when I get there of the Gay Day Parade. We've had Sophia I Loren. Parades. I don't do parades. They've asked me. I, that's my one across the board. You no. want to sit on a car while they drag it to a Palm Springs? <laughs> <laughs> you know in like a thousand a, degrees of heat? <laughs> I, I would be nervous. I, I don't like being like a... Open to exposure to the world. Jimmy not and I like feel that, that way not too. Like that. So I, wanna, you know, but we wanna, I understand. We, we want to say thank you to Tyler Gutowski for yes. who we saw before this for setting this whole thing up. Yes. He's been super pleasant and fabulous, and also to Joanne and to Joanne Geffen who also helped set this up. And mostly, we want to thank you for taking time out to come on the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. We and, love you, and so wait, 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 and I want to tell you from the bottom of my heart, in all honesty, no reasons other than the fact that I love you. That if ever you need, like Peter came on our show, you know, because I was pissed off about divorce uh, the, when. They, when they canceled it. I know, so were we. Did you read all and the And they admitted that there was a big mistake, but you know, the ship sailed. Mistake, her, her show flopped. Her show flopped, it never even made it. Your show was fabulous. I fought for that all over Facebook. Did you ever read any of the crap I wrote? Peter got scared. Peter's, 
Peter there said to me. There was a whole effort to try and, you know, sign up and bring back. But I got to run. Okay, so I, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. And I wish you good health. And Be me well. too. You. I'm glad too. Ron, you found somebody to love. And you and will too. I, yeah, who life love? goes who on, baby. You? And who life would? is for the living. So That's here we right, go. Bye, I love you, Franella. Ciao, ciao, honey. Bye, bye, sweetie. Thank you. Thanks so much. Peace. Yay, All Chad. right. What'd you think, Chad? You That was like for you. You would have loved that. I have a new respect for Fran Drescher, no doubt. Absolutely. Now, I want to say something to all of our listeners. I know a lot of times the listeners say, Ron, you speak too much. You don't let the guests speak. I have auditioned, audition. I have interviewed over maybe 2,000 people in this world that I live in. I have learned with my instinct who's a good guest and who's not. Fran Drescher is a wonderful scripted guest, but when she's flying on her own, she's lost. And I knew that from the very moment I spoke to her before we went on the air. What I do is create the scenario. I make the story and then let the guest add to it because they don't know where to go. They come on and they don't know what to talk about. They talk about the stupid things that most interviewers do ask them you know like uh what's your last movie what do you do that's boring i don't ron russell doesn't do that i do conversations with when fran does come to our house and is eating at our table the conversation will be exactly as it was now when you heard this show so it's not like i want to be a hog or i want to take it over i know when it's in trouble and I run there with another story or I bring this on. I, I warm them up. And Fran paid us the greatest compliment when she said, thank you for making me feel so welcome. Once she felt welcome and trusted us, she opened up absolutely honestly and fabulously. Yes, Chad, this woman is far more than just a nanny. She's an advocate for the health of America and the world. Because, yes, we are being polluted by greed and they manufacture garbage and they expect us to use it. And they don't give a shit if we croak or not. Fran Drescher, beyond love, respect is more. And I certainly respect you, as does Jimmy. Chad, you would have like loved her, like if you, because like she talked about all the all the non-GMO and all the different things. I mean, it was really cool. Yeah, I was listening to talk about that. Is you guys were stuffing your face with Cheetos and Fritos. I didn't let anybody see it though, but I'm letting well, them know I now. I should have pulled down my pants and mooned you. That would have got you a shocker. <laughs> That's anyway, great. it was a lot of fun and we oh, enjoyed it. And that was got, really good. I got to do a couple shots. We got like five minutes left, right? Uh, yeah. All right, so we got to do a couple of. What is the chat room saying about that interview, kids? They all loved it. They all loved it. Um, I want more than that. I want comments. They, they commented all the way along on every topic, but you... Why is it we can't read those comments? Wait, wait here's a comment. It says, fire your video guy. Oh, oh. and your sound man, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not my Chad, my hero. No, I'm not Chad, talking about me. I wasn't there that day. I wasn't the video guy that day. <laughs> oh, nobody was. Jim was. <laughs> it was on I autopilot. Was, touched everything. Oh, I told you to leave it alone. Oh, bullshit. So. Oh, Jimmy. So, oh, here we go. The sound stuff, I told you to leave it alone. Me, I was working oh, Jimmy, on it. Jimmy, you lie like did. a rug. Oh, I can't <laughs> Not the video, you. but the sound. Yeah. I told we, you not to touch when, it. When I, I looked at it, it, we were purple. No, no I'm not talking about 
You should have gone there. I'm talking about the sound. The sound was fine. You just uh, don't talk into the mic. You're all over the fucking no, studio. I didn't that even head. talk. You just roam. Listen, I talk into a mic. You do this. Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy Starr, and I'm, I'm going to talk. You don't know how to work a mic. Anyway, I've got I've stuff worked to talk a, about. Listen, so I've worked a mic for okay, 52, anyway. 52 years. I worked a mic. All right, everybody. So listen oh up. My God. I met these really cool people on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Oh, my yeah. God. I'm calling my lawyer. <laughs> All right, that is me. I got to be All right, Twitter. Okay. All right, so I met these really cool people on Twitter, you guys. Uh, they've got a podcast. I, you know, I'm not really into sports, but it's a really cool uh, thing, and I listened to a couple of the shows, and I really enjoyed it, and I think anybody who's into sports will like it. Uh, their Twitter handle is at GridironGamble, G-R-I-D-I-R-O-N-G-A-M-B-L-E. Their website is GridironGamble.com, and basically it's four guys uh, – talking and what they're trying to do is turn $1,500 into a million dollars by picking pro football games. And even mm. if you don't know anything about sports, it's very, very entertaining. They have a new podcast that comes out every Friday. They're also on iTunes and SoundCloud, so check them out at gridirongamble.com or follow them on Twitter at gridirongamble. There. I'm not speaking to you. Okay. <laughs> He's going to talk to his lawyer first. That's, That's okay. right. He always talks I'm putting this in the in the divorce papers that he lies like a rug, a mm. dirty rug. Oh, because I didn't <laughs> screw anything up. If anything, I, didn't say I, you I fixed it better because he, I'm, I'm, I'm very I am very inclined when it comes to um, electrical shit. <laughs> I cut wires, plug things around. Believe me, I'm very good at it. That's why we're, I built my we're own orange one day and pink another. <laughs> <laughs> screw you. That's because you got the piece of shit. Crappy little ugly, disgusting. It's just a computer. It's just a regular it's junk. computer. It's junk. We need to have real equipment, Jimmy. I came from television. <laughs> I didn't come from the 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 pre eight whatever the hell it's called. I can't even talk. I get so upset. That's okay. Somebody said snatch patch. I don't know what that means. Snatch patch room. is a woman's snatch. That's a snatch patch. When you say to a woman, "Are you a blonde? Are you a natural blonde? You have a snatch patch to match." <laughs> Where the hell have you been in the fairy world too long? You got to go in the straight world a little I don't bit know. I and think learn that was, about Pousset. That was Chinzia, I think, who wrote that. My cousin never wrote that. I think that's Chinzia. My cousin would never do that. She's like prudy. No. F-E-N. No, my cousin would never write about Snatch Patch. User Fanuk is her. And let's see who wrote Snatch who? Patch. Yes, she did write it. That's my Chinzia. cousin, the, ver the Vestal Virgin. <laughs> Oh my What's God! What's up, Tinsy? She said she loved the interview. Everybody loved it. Why not? It was a fabulous there. interview. I mean, we got a lot out of Fran. We talked real, you know, like real stuff. We didn't talk baloney. We didn't do any phony schmoney kind of uh, interview. I was totally myself, and I let myself go, and I used my Astoria accent. I Everybody didn't... liked it when you cried. No, that was not on the script. Folks. I know it wasn't on the script. That's why they liked it. Jimmy it and real. I discussed it before. And I said, Jimmy, you know how I am. I'm going to do it again. When it comes to Sal, I, it's been 20, how many, 20 years? No, how about many? 15. 15 years ago. And it still hurts me so. Because oh, no, it wasn't. It's, a go it's goddess. It's not. Of course. My cousin's like Jesus Christ. You said dirty rug. And so she thought Snatch Patch. Snatch Patch. <laughs> but I forgot what I was talking about. Do you remember? Uh, the crying. Oh, yeah, the crying. Um, I loved him very much. I met him when I was 19. He was 19. And we were lovers in the days when it was bad, when nobody allowed it. Uh, we worried about people finding out where we lived in our apartment, so we said we were brothers. It was a dreadful time for gay people who had to hide their, their love for each other and their life. Sal and I grew up together. 
I at one point wanted children and thought I could go straight and I could be successful at it. And I told him, and he said, I love you so much, I will be your brother. And he was indeed my brother. He stayed in my life for those 16 years, sends a sex, no sex. There was none of that. He was my brother. And therefore, he became uncle to Deirdre and Leslie, who adore him. Sal stayed our family member. My parents loved him. When he passed away, it was just the, the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with because my life shattered and, and he's still dear to me. I mean, if, I, if he didn't die, I wouldn't be with Jimmy. I'd still be with him. And we were together 42 years, which in the gay world is pretty good, especially in Hollywood. Shinzia also wrote, you know, uh, she definitely didn't write that. So sorry about that, Shinzia. No, that was my, my mistake, not My Mars. cousin is like, I'm telling you, the Vestal Virgin. She could have been Jesus Christ's mom. She's like very, very clean. Very, I don't know how she could be related to me, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised she even watches our show that she doesn't do 10, right, so we ten novenas. Go, everybody, we want to thank everybody for help promoting this show. Everybody in the chat room, we had a really good time. Thank you so much. We want to thank Kevin Interdonato and Fran Drescher for coming on the show Absolutely. today. And Chad, we want to thank you because you're a rock star. And Great we miss show. You. Great show, fellas. Bye, thank everybody. You, thank you. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much. See ya. We won't see you next week with the following. Always love the clothes of Jimmy. Bitch, punk, you're what I wanna be. Jimmy Stuff, new celebrity.